This is Annie Grace, and you're listening to this Naked Mind podcast, where without judgment, pain, or rules, we explore the role of alcohol in our lives and culture. This episode is sponsored by The Alcohol Experiment, a free 30-day challenge designed to interrupt your patterns, give you control, restore your health, and put you back in touch with the version of you who doesn't need alcohol to cope, relax, or enjoy life. More than 220,000 people have already tried The Alcohol Experiment for themselves and have seen improved sleep, increased happiness, reduced anxiety, and so much more. Join thousands in this inspiring, hopeful, and exciting program where you examine your beliefs and reconnect with the best version of you without ever feeling like you're missing out. Start today for free at alcoholexperiment.com. Hi, this is Annie Grace and welcome to this Naked Mind podcast. I'm here with Jamie. Hi, Jamie. How are you? Hi, Annie. I'm great. Yeah. Thanks for coming on. I really appreciate you being here. It's awesome. Oh, thanks for having me. I'm pretty excited. Nice. Okay. So why don't you uh, sort of take us back to the beginning for you in your relationship with alcohol? Where did it all, where did it all start? Oh gosh, it started when I was 12 years old. Um, so I was exposed to it, uh, raised with a, a single mom who struggled with alcohol addiction. Um, and so right from the beginning, I, I had the opportunity to kind of watch that unfold and learn about it at a, a young age. As I continued into high school, I became uh, rather addicted to opiates and alcohol. Um, so I, I struggled a decent amount. I am a decently, I guess would say high performing person. So nobody noticed to be completely honest. My family didn't know my grades didn't slip. Um, I was still riding horses and performing, I mean, a normal life. Uh, so, so nobody really knew fresh out of high school. When I turned 19, I became, uh, I became pregnant with my son. He's eight love of my life. Um, so on an early age, I really had to kind of get my life together and by the grace of God, I was blessed with justice because that really was my turning point for my first set of battling my addiction. So when I was pregnant, went sober, made good decisions, got my life back on track, restarted. Um, from there, I struggled once I had my son with postpartum depression, which kind of put me right back into alcoholism. I turned 21, so now I could legally go to the bar. Everyone, all of my friends, that's what they wanted to do. I was a struggling young single mom. Um, and so that really got the best of me. So I, I battled for a long time. I was sober curious for about four years. And uh, in January of 2019, January 1st, I went sober um, after trying it several times, kind of exploring how I could do it. Um, I was able to, to get it done. And, and now I'm a little over two years sober. Congratulations. That's so hey. great. So in your journey, what were some of the sort of moments that you're like, okay, this, this has to change. Was it really just, you said his name was justice. Uh huh. What a cool name. That's awesome. I love yeah. it. You know, so there's two, two parts of it. Justice um, got me out of what I was experiencing in high school. Um, and as I turned into an adult, you know, turning 21 fresh, um, I also met my husband right around the same time. Um, my boyfriend then, but uh, we dated for quite some time and, and we, you know, partied together too. And that was the life that we lived. Um, and one day it got too much for him, you know, and I came home from work and he had left uh, and he had moved out and he was like, I can't do this anymore. Like I, it's out of control. You know, you're, you're angry, you're not happy, you're over drinking. And, and so that was my second time of where 
I stood in the same shoes again and was like, oh, I need to get my life back under control. Um, so my son and my husband have just been my absolute support system. Oh, that's, that's so great. So he left, you got back under control. He came back. Yep. Awesome. Yeah. So. And, and I still even battled then, you know, it, it, uh, he came back well before I was completely sober. Um, so he, you know, he was able to, to support me when I was at, you know, making an effort, um, and, and definitely got my drinking much more limited, um, and a little bit more controlled atmosphere and moments. So yeah, he, he was able to coach me though. It was, it was pretty neat. He's, he's definitely a big, uh, big part of my sobriety. Awesome. So let's talk about all the cool stuff you're doing now. So you are, um, you were Miss Nebraska. So I'm Mrs. Nebraska American. Um, previous to that, it was Mrs. Elkhorn. I ran in our local pageant for the Nebraska, Mrs. Nebraska pageant, um, which then when you uh, win the crown in Nebraska, then you go to the Mrs. America and Mrs. American pageant. Um, so I was runner up in our Nebraska pageant. So I get to um, go compete in Las Vegas in November in the uh, runner up category for the Mrs. America pageant. So pretty neat. Uh, Never been a pageant girl, never uh, even, to be honest, when I signed up for it, didn't know it was a pageant. Um, I've just kind of taken all my energy that I used to use drinking and I put it into random stuff and challenges. Um, and that was one. So it was pretty neat. So I'm, yeah, headed to the Mrs. America pageant and never thought I would be in my life. <laughs> oh, that's so amazing. <laughs> so so you're going to the Miss America pageant, which is amazing. And uh, tell us about your platform that you've chosen. So my platform is called Sober, Sexy, Strong. It's to encourage women who are currently sober, curious, um, and also support those that are battling the addiction currently. I want all women to just know that sobriety for one is, is sexy and it's strong. I know I personally thought that sobriety was the opposite of both of those. So that's why it is my platform now that I've really learned that it, you know, every woman should feel their own sexy. There's, you know, we don't go by the, the definition anymore. You need to go by what your sexy is. And to me, it's being sober, which makes me strong. Um, so I just really want to encourage women to, to branch out. And, and if that's what they're thinking and, and to go for it, because I, I just felt like there was so much stigma and they had limited support when I got sober, but I didn't have my husband and my son, you know, that was it. And, and for some people, that's not enough. Um, so the minute I started meeting more sober people, I was like, oh, oh, you know, it would, it clicked for me. So I just want to connect and, and support as many women and men that are battling this and that are also sober curious. That's awesome. And you said you were, um, when you wrote in, you said you were sober curious for like four years before yep. you actually, yeah. Talked about that a bit. Um, so the first time I became sober curious, I picked up your book, um, this naked mind and I read it and all of a sudden it opened up so many doors in my brain. So that was the very first step I took. I just thought, okay, how about I learn about it? How about I learn a little bit more um, I enjoy scientific things. I enjoy relating with other people that are going through the same adversity or had. Um, and I picked up the book and read it and it, my brain just flourished. Like I, I was like, okay. So I went another two years um, after reading that book and kind of just followed that. I, I tried to utilize some of it and really, I would go back to it and reference it, but that was like my Bible. Um, and then I read it again recently. Um, or excuse me, I read it a second time 
I went another year and a half. I learned a little bit more um, and then I got sober and I actually just finished reading it for a third time about a month and a half ago. Um, I just didn't feel like I could relate to AA. Um, when I went, I went one time, I had read about it. I read, you know, a couple books that are based on it. And it just didn't hit a spot in me that I knew I was going to be able to commit to. Um, and, you know, your book did. And, and so I think that's awesome. And thank you. Um, Cause it was, it was a big part of my sobriety and how I got started. Um, so oh, that's yeah. so, that's so great. And uh, can you talk a little bit about like, you know, it's so cool this podcast because there's just like such a humongous variety of people with yep. different life experiences, right? Um, teachers, moms, adventurists, like uh, doctors, lawyers, and then um, you are my first person on who has been in beauty pageants. But I'm just really curious about like what is the what is it like? What it, what's sort of the behind the scenes, and how how do you hope that is it a boozy culture like most other cultures or is it relatively not? And do you hope to be able to kind of bring some influence into the culture, the pageant life itself? I don't even know the right terms for it, but I'm Me either. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, yeah. So what I've experienced, I've been in one pageant in my whole life um, and connecting with some other people everyone has a platform, right? And something that they're trying to raise awareness for. And I, I felt so accepted right off the bat because although my platform was different than, than other people, um, I do connect with the, the, I guess the national platform, which is Victoria's voice. Um, it's, uh, it's basically a platform, um, that a family put together and is supporting, high schoolers that are battling opiate addiction and, and drug addiction in high school. So similar addiction, you know, I kind of lived through that. So I, I naturally was able to relate to the national platform for Mrs. America. Um, but the women, you know, they all went through so many different things. And I thought their platforms were just as cool as mine, right? And they were so passionate about it because we all lived through life experiences that we lived through, you know, and now we're here standing in front of each other. So um, I felt very, uh, very welcomed. Um, there, I didn't experience the boozy culture in in the one pageant here locally. Um, you know, and, and going to Mrs. America, maybe it's different in Vegas. Uh, but so far, I think it's been amazing. I think there's too much of a stigma on the the pageant side um, of things, and and I encourage women to to utilize it not necessarily for the pageant and beauty queen right title, but use it to raise awareness for something you're really passionate about. I, you know, I kind of want to be a sober coach long-term, right? But I don't think I know enough about my own sobriety yet to get to that point, but I still wanted to help other people. So I didn't know how, and then this fell in my lap. And, you know, I'm a firm believer that the universe is always going to give you things when you ask for it, if you ask the right way, right? And if you're passionate enough, that energy is going to come back to you. And it was so weird how I thought that and was thinking really hard. And the minute I let it go and was like, well, I don't know, I'll come up with another idea soon. It fell in my lap. Didn't know it was a pageant, but I knew it had a platform and I could raise awareness. Signed up. Then I realized it was a beauty pageant. <laughs> so then I'm like, well, well, some new skills. I did my own makeup. I did my own hair. I got on YouTube and taught myself. I'm like, I refuse to pay people for this. It wasn't about the pageant part for me. It was the raising awareness and all my money's going to that. 
Oh, so awesome. long-winded, sorry. <laughs> no, that's great. I love that. That's really, really good. Um, so in switching back a little bit to sort of your alcohol-free journey, where, you know, what have you found to be the most useful tools for you in this, in this journey? Um, the most useful tools. So this is going to be broad, but positivity um, positivity and the energy that you put out is the energy you're going to get back. And, and that's not necessarily a tool that you can hold on to, but more of a mindset and a mentality. Um, that has been my biggest, the biggest uh, thing inside me that is able to help me get through every scenario, no matter what it is. The minute I bought into the energy I'm vibing is the energy I'm getting back. And I really believed in that. It was really helpful to get through any, you know, any adversity. Um, I've been reading a lot, a lot of podcasts. You know, I've got, I'm kind of a high strung person. I am a high strung person, not kind of. Um, so I'm always moving, right? And, and I spent a lot of time and money on alcohol. So my thought was, I'll take all of that, put a little bit into getting debt free, right? And then put the rest into healthy activities. So I'm, I've got four horses on an acreage with two dogs, eight-year-old son, a husband, uh, going to the Mrs. America pageant. I am in a manager position in my job in healthcare staffing. Um, I just book my plates because I, I am happier when I'm doing something because when I'm at downtime, you know, it, it is harder, right? And, and I'm just way happier when I'm busy. And I have certain times where I cut it off so that I'm able to relationship build and relax. I'm a very introverted person. Um, so I need to recharge. So I'm also have, you know, I protect my bandwidth. So just really listening to yourself, I guess, is what I'm getting down to on that is learning more about you, reading, investing in yourself. Um, gosh, I could go on for days. <laughs> There's do you a couple. feel like it's something you learned recently or were these things that you were doing beforehand and they just kind of been upped recently um you know I knew of them right my my dad's in the military and he's always a very positive person um and in certain situations you know you had to stay positive and stick with facts and that's the way my brain's always worked but when I was able to really focus all of that energy on investing in myself I noticed I had strengths I wasn't using um, so I think maybe I had a couple of the things before, but they were just buffered by my addictions. Now, when I removed that, I was able to kind of shine them up and, and all of a sudden refine them. Um, if that makes sense, I haven't yeah. changed myself at all. I just have shined it up and realized I've got a lot more than I was, you know, I wasn't utilizing myself to the fullest potential. I love that. That's so cool. And then what about socially? How has not, not drinking been socially? Um, you know, at this point, I love talking about it. If somebody, you know, I, I want somebody to ask me why I'm sober. If I just order a pop and they give me a hard time at this point, I only associate myself with people that support me. So a couple of friends will probably jump in before I even can say anything. Oh, she's sober too. You're sober. Like pat me on the back and like have my back. Um, but a lot of times it, the minute they notice, you know, you're not drinking at a drinking event, uh, you know, they'll ask and, I'll talk about it only if they ask. Um, but I've noticed that that is much more helpful when, you know, you're open to that question being asked, you're prepared, you know, your answer, you know, your why, um, and being able to share that with them immediately turns them from thinking it's a negative because they realize, oh, it's a positive. She's talking about it in a positive light, not like, God, it's such a drag. I had to quit drinking. 
you know, mm-hmm. no, I'm so excited because I got to do A, B, and C because I quit drinking, you know. So that's been helpful. Um, and I have a time limit. I go to every event for two hours. Um, I know exactly what I'm going to order before I get there, appetizers and drinks. Um, so I get real pumped about food and like Mr. Pib, if they have Mr. Pib, nice. it's like the best day on earth. Um, so those little things I get pretty psyched up about. And I limit myself two hours. I set my Apple watch. Um, I know that there's an end. You know, that's when I say, yep, I'm going to leave. Usually it's about 10 o'clock, right? So I don't need to be there any later anyways. Um, so I just kind of set expectations with myself so that it's easier to set them with other people when I get there. I love that. Yeah. Setting expectations is, is such a big thing. We've been, I heard recently and, and people have been, um, we've just been having all sorts of discussions about expectations. Yep. And, uh, I heard this framework for expectations that they're not valid unless they're conscious communicated. Um, what was the other one? they need to be realistic and they need to be agreed upon. And so you always think of that with expectations with other people, like, okay, you're coming over from this time to this time. Did I communicate to to you? Are we both aware of it? Did we agree upon it? You know, whatever it is, but what we don't think about so much sometimes is expectations about ourselves, right? Like, okay, what is my expectation of myself? What am I agreed in my mind that I'm going to, you know, eat, drink, along. And so that's that level of intentionality. I really appreciate. And I talk a lot in our, our coaching programs. We have a, um, one of our programs is the path coaching program. It's like a year long program for people to just really dig in if they just feel stuck. And one of the things that we talk about all the time is sometimes you need to be intentional to the point of awkwardness to form habits. And then you can let off a little bit later, but almost the freedom comes after the structure. It's not like the freedom comes before the structure. And so being super intentional about who you want to be and, and thinking through it all. And, you know, yeah, it might be a little awkward sometimes, but there's so much goodness on the other side of that level of just really strong awareness and consideration for what you want and what you don't want. Mm Mm-hmm. You're never growing, you know, if you're comfortable, you're not growing. And so I always remind myself when I'm going to things I don't want to go to, or I don't want to do something I, you know, teaching my unconscious mind, like, hey, nope, you're going and you're going to be better on the other side of it, mm-hmm. you know, and kind of chanting that in my head helps too. Yeah. So good. Yeah. Being, going, being out of your comfort zone, being prepared, because I do think that you're right on the other side of it is especially as things have been opening up after the pandemic, people are like, okay, well now I'm in fear. And so I'm not going to go because I have a year, I have 15 months, you know, and I'm not, I don't want to break that. And, you know, that's not the way to grow either. I think going, but having just really clear expectations and really strong intentionality and not having expectations, like everything's going to be fun and amazing. It's going to be the best night of my life. Having expectations of what your behavior will be. I don't think you can have real, like, realistic expectations about how you're going to feel. And then allowing that however you feel is how you feel. And there's knowledge there. There's understanding there. And so being really curious about how am I going to feel going back out in the world, being social without a drink and curiosity without judging yourself about, I should feel this way, or I should feel this way, or you know, being mad at yourself that you don't feel one way or the other. Yep. That's awesome. 
Very cool. So I love this. So let me ask you the question that I ask at the end, which is if you were going to go back in time uh, to Jamie, who is, you know, a new mom and is stuck in all sorts of ways and tell her about, you know, what life is like now, what would you tell her? Oh gosh, what would I tell her? God, I'd probably tell her a lot. Um, that she can do it. She can do anything she puts her mind to because that was the hardest thing. I remember sitting in the dark hole that I had dug myself and being like, there's no way out. There's no way out. This is me forever. There's absolutely no way out. I cannot do that. And I am such a firm believer now in you can do it. Like I coach my team, you can do it. Positivity, it will happen. Um, and, you know, just, I, I want every woman and that woman back then to just know you can do anything you put your mind to. You just have to believe in yourself and be confident in your skills and, you know, your expectations that you set with yourself too. Mm -hmm. I love that so much. It's so mm -hmm. good. Well, is there anything else? No, I just thank you so much. I really appreciate uh, being able to chat with you and share my story. No, it's so great. And I'm excited for what you're doing and where you're going. We'll be excited to hear about it. And just what a cool platform that you have to yeah. kind of raise awareness and, and go on into the next right thing. It's very yeah. cool. Well, and I, you know, if anyone wants to follow along, I do have a Facebook page. It's called Sober Sexy Strong Dash Mrs. Nebraska American. Um, so you can find that on Facebook, Instagram, um, but just sharing my story on there, tips, tricks, everything, uh, just to, it's just a page that you like, uh, so it's not a group or anything, um, but just want everyone to know that there is somebody else out there that's going through the same exact thing, so feel free to follow. That's awesome. Thank you so much for sharing that, and we'll put it in the show notes as well, but Me. this has been great. All right, Jamie, we'll have a great day. Thank you. Hey, you too. Thank you. Bye-bye. Hi, super exciting news. So the Alcohol Experiment book is being released, actually got released just a few days ago with the expanded edition. What does expanded edition mean? It means that every single day throughout the book, there are deep reflective journal entries that have been added with space to write, which is so cool and so exciting. So you really make it your own. And the reason I did this is because I truly believe that the deepest wisdom you will access throughout the 30 days of the alcohol experiment comes from within you. You know more about what's best for you than anybody else in the entire world. And I know sometimes that can be hard to believe, but when you really access your own wisdom, it is so profound. So you can pick up your own copy at alcohol experiment book com and check it out. It's really powerful. And as always, rate, review, and subscribe to this podcast as it truly helps the message reach somebody who might need to hear it today.